Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My 7 Wonders Live. In this podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And the guest who joined me for this recording is a stage and screen actor who, depending on your TV viewing habits, you might know from Cold Feet, Downton Abbey, Joking Apart, My Family or Wild at Heart. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience exploring the seven wonders of Robert Bathurst. Good to see you. Good to see you, Robert. Now, depending on people's TV viewing habits, they yeah. might know you from all sorts of things like uh, Cold Feet. Yeah. Uh, da- oh, yes. You like the- <laughs> well, we could do with some Cold Feet uh, this, uh, this summer, couldn't we? Uh, of course, Downton Abbey, you played a rather nasty character in Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah I, I left Lady Edith at the altar. Yes. Ooh. Oh, boo. <laughs> you, you've lost the crowd already. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's when you're, you're I, I had to mug up on how many things I thought that you know you did one or two things, but yeah. there's dozens of things you've been doing, quite extraordinary. Yeah, actually, there's a, I did a, um, I got two things in my CV which I'd made up, oh, um, right. with two two shows, and somebody stopped me on the ages ago on the on the tube in Brixton, and and said, um, and I've used this ever since in my theatre bugs. He said. Um, uh, you're on the telly, aren't you? And I said, yes. So, so, so. And then she got off and they came back on again. So my friend wants to know what you've been in. Yeah. And, and I didn't have my CV on me. So I said, oh, just, you know, the odd thing. And she called down the platform. He was in the odd thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've used that ever since in my, in my theatre bio, TV also included. Yeah. But also added another made-up title for yeah. a catch-all for all the episodes of crap I've done over the years. And things, <laughs> or things I don't sort of own up to. Yes. Which comes in as, as uh, I call it, loads of tosh. And, yeah. and and uh, so when Cold Feet did a brochure, a publicity brochure, yeah. and uh, underneath my, my underneath my photograph it said "Star of TV's the odd thing" and loads of time. <laughs> <coughs> but I can't think of an actor who hasn't been in loads of time. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well, that's you were in Joking Apart. Not that was a load of but Was that your first yeah. big TV thing? Joking first Apart. First sort of yeah. There was a Stephen Moffat uh, uh, sitcom about his divorce, mm. which um, we made two series over a four-year in the early nineties. People still remember it, I think. I mean, people yeah. stopped me on the on in on in public transport and asked me in plot. They asked me to give the details of their favourite episode. You know, yeah. they, they sort of it, it's um, that, I adored that one. Yeah, Are people yeah. always stopping you on public transport. What, what are I you, get you going on around sort of saying hello? I'm yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, there seems to be yeah. a theme running, but there, yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get on with your wonders, the yeah. other interesting thing about you come across, if I may say, so the, almost the epitome of an Englishman, which is this is maybe not the place to do it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but before you lived in England, you lived first in Ghana and then, or Gold Coast as it was yeah. way back then, yeah. and, uh, and and Ireland. Yeah, so, yeah, I grew up in Ireland. Yeah. So, are there, what are the? Do we detect any Ghanaian aspects in you, or Irish bits? No, well, Irish tastes. Are they, I mean, I left when I was ten. I mean, I don't. Uh, but um, yeah, I didn't come to England until I was until uh, I was ten. Um, uh, yeah, but no, Ireland was very formative. I mean, I left Africa when I was when I was two, so I had no no. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we uh, we met. I directed you in a in a review a, a yeah. long while ago. Yeah. I suspect you've had better directors uh, uh, since then. But you haven't really you gone so. down that route of being in sort of sketch comedy or, no, or stand up comedy. Though joking apart was about a, oh, a, a joking comedy apart was, was about someone about Stephen wrote about yeah. himself about someone who could never confront anything seriously, always talked in one liners and yeah. and so forth. In fact, I lost the third series because of a one liner. Yeah. Um, I uh, we we did um, we did two series. We did the second series and. And we had the Christmas party, um, 1993, BBC Two Christmas party. And the head of BBC Two, you probably knew him, um, I lined up. I, I'd had a couple. Yes. All right. And, and, uh, and Do so, we need to know his name? Uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And, yes. and, and, not uh, that Michael not, Jackson. Yeah, no, no, no. No. <laughs> there are lots of Michael Jackson. There are loads of them. There was the head of the them. army was Michael Jackson. He was, yeah. sir. Michael Jackson yeah. was indeed. Yeah. And, uh, so, and so I just hopeless with executives. I've lost so many things just talking to TV executives. Should never, and so so the lineup, the royal royal lineup with Michael Jackson. He said, "Okay, right, we've done series, got uh, just done series two of Joking Apart, which was fantastic. It was brilliantly written, brilliantly stuff, good, great stuff. Well performed." And uh, anyway, so um, so we said, "Okay, so uh, so we got we just done series two, and we'll put out series one, and we'll put out series two together. We will put all twelve episodes together, and then we'll make series three in the spring." Yeah. And, uh, and 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 to which the answer should have been, "Michael, that's fantastic. Yes. I mean, I think that's really really good idea." Because because he then drew a, a little sort of media graph and he said, we want the viewing figures, he said, to go like Everest. Yeah. And, and all I said was, yeah, but Everest goes down the other side. <laughs> and, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> That's not a... And he, and, he, and he cut me, so he went on to the next person yeah. like that. And we never made series three. Oh. And, and, uh, and Stephen Moffat said, well, at least we went out in a one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the worst thing you could have said. I know, I know. I thought it was, you know, just... Meetings with control. Kowtowing, yes. Thank you so much. I remember, it's slightly different thing, I'd made two documentary series and there was a different head of BBC Two by then and they were changing changing jobs yeah. rapidly because yeah. Michael Jackson kept getting a new new job yeah. and they couldn't make a decision about the third series which yeah. was very time consuming for yeah. me and I tactically did the wrong thing because I demanded a meeting with the controller and yeah. I f- found myself saying like well all I need is an answer yes or no <laughs> <laughs> oh leading with the chin <laughs> yes. oh no yeah. now is anybody seeking advice on how to manage your career <laughs> there oh. is only one answer at yeah. that point oh god okay let's start with your, your wonders uh, oh. and I've got them in front of you in front of me, so uh, you, you don't have to worry about them. But the first one you put on your list was an, it's an interesting one. Starts good and then goes. Oh, I don't know. Number one, world heritage sites. When I have them to myself. Yeah. Yes. Well, have you been to the Parthenon in the yeah. crowds? I mean, yeah. when, the, when people are, it's a purely selfish thing. This, but I have had the opportunity occasionally of being at world heritage sites and had them to myself, yeah. and it makes such a difference. Yes. I was in the Parthenon last summer, and it was just so crowded. You just, you yeah. know, just, uh, but uh, no, I, I, 81, I was uh, travelling in Turkey. Midnight Express had just been 
out about three or four years or something. There were no tourists around, and I was with three other people. And we had Ephesus entirely to ourselves, mm. hotels. And it was just the most fantastic. I was try, able to try out the... You're not allowed to climb on it now, anyway, though, the big amphitheater. I tried out the acoustic on that. Oh, right, and, yes. Uh, and it's just such a, a sort of treat when, you, when there aren't crowds, when there aren't, you know, sort of... Well, you are sitting in a World Heritage Site, of course, because the old and new town of Edinburgh is a World Heritage Site. Right. And, and you haven't got it to around. yourself. <laughs> I haven't got it to myself. You, well, you I'm glad I haven't. Exactly Otherwise, I'll be doing the show on my yeah, own, yeah, wouldn't I? So, yeah. so, no, yeah, but I yeah. don't just know yeah. me. You know audience, know yeah. no crowds at all. But. No, but it is a thrill when you, when you crowd. I mean, I was we're queuing up to see the Alhambra in... in, in um, in Granada, and, uh, and, and the Generalife Gardens are just there, and there was a gate open, and the yeah. gates went, the, the gardens weren't open, the, the, and nothing was open then, but we sneaked in through the gate, and so we had the Generalife Gardens to ourselves, right, 20 right. minutes until we got chucked out. All right. and, and it was, it was the most it was brilliant. And uh, likewise, on honeymoon, we went to Tikal in, in, uh, in Guatemala, and again, there'd been some um, civil unrest or something. <laughs> and so we, so we were also on our own, pretty much. Mm. And in, these, in the Mayan ruins, in the jungle, these huge, great sort of uh, structures in the, you know, erupting yeah. out of the jungle. And again, we had it to ourselves. And it is, there is something, a real thrill about these so places. Do, have you on. worked out a way of achieving this, like sort of getting a, a travel agent, if such things still exist, to, yeah. to check out somewhere? Right, as soon as there's a disaster or yeah. a, a yeah. plague or something, yeah. we'll go so there then. That. Yeah. yeah. Just use a neutron bomb or something like yes, that. Just sort yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I can see the joy of uh, going well, to see the pleasure of just having it. It's a real privilege. I mean, you find you stumble on it and, and just relish it when it's happening because it's mm. quite rare. But it sounds like you travel a lot to, to lots I'd of lovely places. Bit, but, yeah. um, to various places, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's, that, that's a link with the sort of pre-existing uh, list of wonders, and, but you're with your uh, slightly misanthropic take on yeah, it. Yeah, entirely, uh, entirely. Yeah, that's uh, for, for an actor not to like people is a bit odd, but there it is. Like uh, they're, <laughs> they're always going to come up and make you make up another TV programme <laughs> you've been in. So, but your next wonder is baseball. Now, I wouldn't yeah. have predicted baseball for you. Uh, yeah. Do you play Well, it? I have the fervour of a convert, really, yeah. with baseball. And I would say I'd probably, I'd probably narrow the, and I don't know if this means anything to anybody here, but I would probably narrow my wonder of the world down to a, um, a, down to a, a, a double play. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. No. Well, you're in a double play. But no, no, baseball, I was, doing, I was doing King Charles III in Chicago. And, um, and they, everyone was mad keen on, on, on baseball. Yeah. And it was, it was intriguing because you see there, unlike in other parts that I'm more familiar with, um, how high art and sport are completely intermeshed. And I went along to a Poetry Foundation evening when we were, I was rehearsing. And, um, I went along one evening to the Chicago Poetry Foundation. They had a, a very serious evening of Pablo Neruda and it was you know, translations. Yes. And, and uh, it was a time when the Cubs up the road at the Wrigley Field were playing Los Angeles Dodgers in some big um, yeah. playoff. And, um, and These are all baseball terms we're all familiar yeah. with, I'm hoping, <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and, they, and the, 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 the meeting finished and it was all very, very good. And, uh, and the, and the organiser said, and I'd like to, uh, next week we will meet at the Furniture Foundation and our, we'll be meeting this, and I shall leave you with the words, Go Cubs! <laughs> and, and I just thought it was just fantastic. You know, all these yeah. sort of serious poetry heads all, all, yeah. all loving it. And then within two weeks, uh, the Cubs won the World Series. And that's why I can call it a world, yeah. <laughs> world um, seven wonders of the world, because yeah. they, they have the World Series. But there is something staggering about, about uh, I like a lot of sports, mm. but baseball is, 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 is a real thrill. And they have this thing called the double play. I'm not going to convert anybody, I know that. But nonetheless, there's, there is a, 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 the speed of thought and the athleticism 
and the and the excitement of a, of, of 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 a double play. But what is double? A, a double, double play. play. Imagine rounders, and you're 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 you've got two people on the base yes. on the bases. I can imagine. I can imagine baseball already. Don't imagine you've got you've got, you've got, <laughs> you've got the diamond. You've got yeah, the diamond. Got, yes. And, yeah. and 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 and, they get, and and someone hits it on a ground ball to 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 a player. They they throw it to that that base, and then they throw it onto that base. It sounds simple. Yeah. But the but the the twists and turns and the athleticism and the skill of it. The epic, epic yeah. skill, which I, you, you don't see in, 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 in many yes. other sports. And cricket is sort of lumpen by comparison to what baseball gives you. Right, OK. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know, you might... Yeah, 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 might. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, the theory about baseball is it's impossible to, to swing the bat in order to hit the ball. You, you haven't got time to, it's to see It's 90 miles the ball... an hour and it doesn't bounce. Yes. And, but also there's something intriguing about it. The psychology of it is brilliant. There's something sort of um, stone, paper, scissors about it. Yeah. Where where you where you, you see you, you they, they they sort of second guess what the what the player and the stats everything's about stats and they know everybody yeah. knows the catcher knows what the uh, or the batter knows what the what the um, pitcher is is likely to, uh, to yes. pitch and 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 they they guess and they set themselves for I think they have to set themselves you can't follow the eye can't yeah. uh, work that quickly but it is a bit like cricket and there's a lot yeah. not happening for a lot of the time and people come in yes. and and then you, he swings and misses yeah. swings and, and, and have this very camp Hammond organ to sort of add, yes. add atmosphere yeah. to, sort of, you know, to, to yeah. when, it, when, it, when it's all low yeah. I think and they're still the using s- Gary Glitter aren't they as the music they play <laughs> they were for years yeah, oh, I don't God, know if, they, they really, if yeah. anything news has got to them yes. yet <laughs> so like, you want to be in my gang my gang <laughs> this is good wholesome American sport here come over here kid you want to be in my gang yeah yeah and at the end of the seventh innings, they sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." You know the old, yes. day, yeah. And it's all, it's, I mean, national it, anthem and everything. Yeah, the national do. anthem at the beginning yeah. and, and so forth. But no, it's the it's the skill and the and the, the, yeah. the extraordinary um, facility they have for, mm. for, for playing. It. I think it's brilliant. I've only been to one baseball game, and it was it was the Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And we were making a documentary about how the nasty place of the Bronx, which had been for a long while, uh, had improved. That was that was sort of the plot of the thing. And uh, but it was extraordinary going to the Yankee Stadium. What you could get, the fans could buy baseball bats. And just a comparison, to, if you go to a football match in this country <laughs> and being able to buy a weapon as big as a yeah. baseball bat, <laughs> uh, you think the Bronx is tough, mate. <laughs> you wouldn't have that uh, anywhere in the yeah, UK. Like okay. um, anyway, so ba- so uh, has, has Robert converted anybody to baseball? Nah, as well, a- yeah. Not really. Oh no, but but it's a, it's an illustration of your interest rather than that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So so you rate baseball above, um, you know, well, cricket. Or I love test cricket. Or, I'm not. Off, uh, yeah, I, I I don't with the one day stuff. I'm sorry if I'm treading on any toes. I'd rather watch baseball than one the one day. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, fair enough. Uh, it's because though it's called World Series, baseball isn't really a world uh, sport. No, exactly. That, then, but but like I love, the, 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 I love yeah. the, the chutzpah of calling their, their little tournament yeah. the World Series. Yes. They claim it's because it was a newspaper that sponsored it. That Is that what it was? Called The World. Uh, but, but, ah, they, but that's been out right. of business for years and years. I hadn't it's realized like that. calling you know, the Booker Prize still the Booker Prize. Yeah. Of, yeah. of the Booker's, you know. Lost interest. All right, let's go on to your third, uh, your third wonder, which is half man, half biscuit. Oh, there's a, there was a, a very slight guttural. <laughs> um, so, what sort of age do you have to be to be? Uh... Well, he started in '85. Yeah, really. His first first album was called um, oh, Half Man Half Biscuit. Who are they? I mean, I mean, whenever I mention Half Man Half Biscuit, um, you get some blank stares. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, they are a band from the Wirral. Um, and in particular, they're led by a guy called Nigel Blackwell, who's a poet and lyricist 
and unique in the world of um, rock music. I mean, it's not rock. It's, it's uh, the, the, the definition of what he plays is sort of rock, indie, punk, folk. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mixture of Somebody all described as punk with a sense of humour. Well, but the thing is, the sense of humour, that's where, it gets, where, where people misunderstand him. Because music and humour, he's regarded as a novelty act. Mm. And and after thirty five years of, of, of hit records, um, it, it, the novelty is worn. I mean, yeah. that, 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 that accusation is worn off yes. as, as a novelty okay. act. Um, he is very funny, and he's also completely anti celebrity. That's what I love about him as well. He he famously um, turned down an opportunity in the late in the mid eighties to appear on the Tube with Jules Holland. Yeah. it would have been a a, a, a big. A big break for a, for a, for a, for an emerging band. He refused to he refused to go because Tranmere Rovers are playing at home. Yes. <laughs> he is somebody who's never done an interview. Done an interview with John Peel. He's done one with Andy Kershaw, and that's it. In the last thirty you know, thirty five years or so, he um, uh, is entirely his own his own person. In in he's never had a corporate record deal. He's always worked from Probe Records, which was a guy called Jeff in a front room in Liverpool. Um, Jeff is now um, ill, so he's got his, his new record, The Volterol Years, which I recommend. Uh, <laughs> is, um, is, uh, for, is, on, is on a label called the RM Qualtrough label. For those of you from Liverpool will remember that RM Qualtrough is um, a 1931 unsolved murder from Liverpool. It's a reference to that. Yeah. Uh, he's utterly unique, and every single line of, a, of, a, of an HR Half Man, Half Biscuits song, which he writes, is is ridden with with references, wit, um, and the musicality is 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 beautiful. And his he's the Volterol Years is great, and he's done a serious song in, on the Volterol Years uh, about dementia, which is which is glorious. I mean, it's just oh. beautiful, really beautiful. And um, uh, the best before, yes. Yeah, I mean, I won't, just, yeah. I won't do the lyrics, but uh, I would whenever I'm in a bad mood. I, or well, upset or anxious or whatever, I will um, put on Half My Half Biscuit very loud. And, uh, and I will also sometimes, you can't often hear the lyrics on the records, but if you have the lyrics with you and, and Half My Half Biscuit playing, then it always improves the mood. And uh, I just adore everything he does. And have you always, have you been through with him through all this time? No, I was introduced, Neil Dudgeon introduced me to him. And I was doing a play with him and he yeah. said, you listen to this. And, uh, and the titles, in case the titles are gags very often. Yeah. Uh, Paintballs Coming Home, uh, back in the DHSS yeah, is one of his it. albums. Yeah. Um, uh, he did a song called I Hate Neris Hughes, uh, <laughs> which, because he, he just found it, not, her liver puddliness was, was wrong. But uh, they do um, uh, the, the, the Camel Laird Social Club, that was one of his. Uh, one of his songs is called um, The Light at the End of the Tunnel is the Light of the Oncoming Train. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, I, was, I was very overdressed for a Half Man, Half Biscuit concert once. I was doing a play at the Bush Theatre in, in Shepherd's Bush. Next door, the Empire, Shepherd's Bush, uh, he was on. We'd extended a week, so I couldn't go. And so um, uh, I was playing a Tory MP. And um, so in my pinstripe suit, I managed to get out down the fire escape. And I had 20 minutes off in the second half, so the mm. interval in the second half. And I was able to see some, uh, some of his numbers, uh, but rather sort of overdressed for that. But it was, um, he is, he's entirely unique and, and, and went won't brook any any praise or anything like that. I wouldn't want to meet him because he, you know, but I think he's magnificent. 
All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a good introduction for us into <laughs> into his his music or their music because uh, it is a band rather than just one. Person. I have one. Yeah, they are Neil yeah. Crossley's on bass, and they've got uh, Carl and thing. Yeah, they got four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. the he's the the guiding thing mm-hmm. in it, but he's um, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, in passing there you played a Tory MP. Yeah. And you get a lot of those sort of parts, don't you? This, you've been a prime minister, an MP, yeah. Mark Thatcher, the, the yeah. son of a, a, a PM. Um, yeah. you, you've done, you know, Noel Coward plays as well when you yeah. you tend to be the sort of Noel Cowardy role. Yeah, I, yeah, um, do, yeah. Are, these, are these parts you're comfortable in or are you eager to play? I like a, doing good the, writing. Yes. I mean, yeah. you know, do Wilde and... and, and, and uh, yeah, I've done Ibsen and Chekhov and stuff like that, but but uh, yeah, Wild and Coward uh, are, are, are just great to do. Yeah. You can really chewable language. It's about language. It's about celebrating language. So yes. I love doing really good language. And and it's it's poetic. And yeah, you absolutely. mentioned Charles III that you played, which again that's in that's in yeah, that was Mike Bartlett's yeah. take on on what happens yeah. when the Queen dies, and uh, and that was all in verse. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that easier to perform or harder to perform? Um, I, I, it's uh, you've whether well, my ambition when performing verse. Uh, and I'm quite new to it, uh, but um, is for the audience to leave not having been aware that constantly aware they're listening to verse. Yeah, is is I loathe the poetry voice. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. Yeah. But if, when you have to sound like a, some fluting Anglican high church vicar, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you could do that as well. I could do yeah. that if I wanted to. Yes, but yeah. it, but that whole poetry yeah. thing where you have to speak as though it means something. Yeah, and it's oh shut up. <laughs> Well, he did it. That same writer did approach uh, from Charles. He's done. Uh, you know, it's Trump, but it's it's a, something like forty sixth or something. It's forty six president. But uh, Donald Trump is done as a sort of Shakespearean villain. What well, Mike Bartlett? Yes, I yes. didn't know about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah it's, right. uh, okay. it's excellent. It's, yeah. uh, anyway, it's nothing yeah, right, to do with okay. your yeah. wonders, really. But let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, it's, we'll, we'll move along to your fourth wonder, which is, and you're you're doing a good you know range of different wonders because your fourth wonder is the kindness of strangers. The kindness of strangers. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tricky one. This, but I just, I just, um, yeah, I just. I th- England aren't as good as they are in Scotland about it. I've noticed that I've had more, uh, um, more grace, and 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 completely un. This, when when somebody does something for you and they have no reason to do it. Yes, I just adore that, and and we've all had experiences of that. I mean, when I came to when I uh, we just had a, we'd had our first child and came to a, came on holiday to Scotland and and uh, went to to a cafe and you know we were being crap parents and just sort of the baby was sort of crying and all that and the, yeah. and they and the cafe they said they said uh, just sort of you know give it give it give it to us you know and they they got a girl girl from oh wow I, I don't care. <laughs> I know, we, I know. This, in this, in this mar- censorious yeah, yeah, yeah. age, I like to, I like yeah. to trust people. Yes, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Even with your own firstborn. Even with your yeah. own firstborn. Yeah, yeah. but you know, a girl from the kitchen came out, and then mm. they, they t- took her off. And okay, yeah, I know, I yeah. know, your parenting policy should be so don't know anything. Oh, way, you're yeah. probably going to abuse her or whatever. Just, yeah. You know, it's just you know, you, you know I mean, I know, sod it. I mean, I yeah. like it when people are really yes. I have genuine kindness. And God, you, I hope the end of this story is a and happy it is, one. It is good. My my daughter was walking near. Abbeymore the other day on her own, and she was uh, and uh, and someone and someone uh, picked her up and, as uh, for for you know gave her a lift, and then um, it just sort of she was stuck and so put her up and and but yeah. there was no I love it when people do things and there's no possible comeback for them there's nothing mm. in it for them yes and I do think that the, the, the that uh, Turkey for instance you know you're walking in Turkey and somebody will just just do an act of kindness and put you up again. Yes. And you, the, the, it's acts of kindness and grace 
which you, you come across, which take you by surprise sometimes. I think the people sort of east of Calais are better at it than, than, than we are. Yeah. I think Celts are better at it than the English. But, uh, but by and large, the Arabs are much better at it than, than, than most of the country, most countries. Because they have, a, they have, a, they have a, a sort of a, an ethic of hospitality. Yeah. And yeah. Once, you are, once you are their guest, you are their guest. And, yes. and they, will, they will do it. And it's not that they want that back. You know? No. But it, so if, if somebody you, you, you saw in trouble, you might invite them home to help them out. And if they said, oh, I like that, you'd give it to you. Do you, do, do you feel you, yourself reciprocating kindness that you've had? Well, I do. And people? I think well, Neil Malarkey, I do, who you might know from the Comedy Store Players, yeah. he's, he's for, a long, for a long time, he's got a thing of just taking a fiver and going, uh, here you are, yeah. to someone. And, and the idea being that it's a gift. Yes. And I think, I think, I think kind, the kindness of strangers is a gift. And when it happens to you, it's, it's not incumbent upon you, but you're more inclined yeah. to pass on that gift. But in, in, in any city in this country, I would include Scotland and England, somebody coming and giving you a fiver, yeah. you'd immediately be a bit worried. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's going on well, here? Well, it does. It startles yeah. people. And they go like that yeah. and like that. And, uh, but he just does it for fun because he thinks that maybe they'll give the fiver on. as, as, as yes. it, it gives him pleasure to think that they might. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, so, yeah, no, I just think uh, graceless acts of kindness are, are just joyful when they, when, they, when, they, when, when, they, when they happen to you. All right. So this is, this is an, instructive, an instructive uh, set of wonders. We're, we're, we're learning things about, about baseball and about poetry and about uh, kindness to strangers. This is, you, you could be a vicar, I think. You're I right. could, my child. This is almost, I could. This I is could. almost a sermon. Yeah, deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, your fifth wonder um, takes us back to, well, your performing and um, and maybe your wider enthusiasm in poetry. Poetry is a wonder of the world. Yeah, it's a bit of a wonder. I mean, I'm, again, slightly sort of new to this because um, uh, I, yeah, I've been working on this show, this Love, Lost and County, for, for quite a long time. And then my daughter... Um, before she went off to the States, she'd been there for the last seven years or so, she said, you've got, to, you've, you've got to know, you've got to think about more poetry than just Christopher Reed, you know, like that. Yes. And so um, it's actually, I, I, it's, and I wouldn't say I'm a poetry expert, there are so many people who are, but, um, and we, we communicate through poetry. Mm. I mean, in Australia, you know, because I, she's, I mean, we, I don't I never ask her how she is, because she won't tell me, probably. 
Mm. But um, what, what I do is she got this book called The Zoo of the New. I recommend it. If anybody um, is interested in, in verse in any way, um, uh, the, I, the, the two poets, uh, Nick Laird and Don Patterson, have uh, compiled an anthology called The Zoo of the New. And they're all crackers. I mean, they're brilliant. I mean, they're all, they're all wonderful. And, um, and, and so we, I just launch into, she rings, and, and I don't say, how are you? I just, we just launch into, a, into, a, into one of these. Right. And then I read it again, and then she gives me a 25-minute seminar on it. She sort of knows, she knows her stuff. Yes. But uh, and I, it's just the pleasure of that because. And I asked her the other day, why? What is it about these poems that are so good? And what, why is it? That, you know, and she said they've they've got a sort of reverence for life. She called it. Mm. And I just think that's a sort of that's what poetry can give you. And I'm not an expert, and I don't really really get it first time and all that. But there is there's this extraordinary sort of this, the minutiae of life can be can be picked apart, the images can be picked apart, you can meditate on a single line yes. in, good, in good verse, not the sort of, um, sort of misery uh, autobiogra- autobiographical verse so much, that doesn't appeal, yeah. uh, but, um, but that sort of, uh, say as an introduction to things, you don't necessarily have to remember them, you don't need to have to understand them, but, yeah. but it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a deep sort of beauty of it. Were you taught to recite poems at no, school? No, I, I, I was taught, I, like so many people, really badly. Mm. And it was all boisterous on the burning deck stuff, you know. Yeah. And you think, oh god! And uh, so I left it alone for a long time. And then this, I started getting working with the poet Christopher Reed, and and um, and then this this connection as well, which has been going on for the last seven years, which means we we sort of plunder um, and we sort of get. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know Billy Collins. Or I, I just jotted down a few of the all ones right. that we've yeah. uh, Wallace Stevens and um, Emily Dickinson and Edward Thomas and Robert Frost. And, and you just sort of dive in. And, and, and I think if you can immerse yourself in, in some of these poems, you, don't, you, can, you can take what you want from them. Mm. And, uh, and there's always um, sort of uh, uh, something vivid and something exciting and something sensual in there. Yeah, and they're quite sort of literary figures you're playing in this play or these two plays so you, you relate to their interests I suppose well uh, yeah, I, yeah well I do I mean I've, I'm very close to, the, to Christopher Reed who wrote it yeah and the first one is about, is about um, he wrote uh, in, in, in the aftermath well during his wife's illness and death he wrote three years he wrote a thing called The Scattering which is the first of the pieces I do I won't plug it too hard but it's um, uh, he wrote he wrote The Scattering which is about uh, mm. the, the uh, illness and death of his wife and, the, and some res- resolution yeah. And, uh, and the second one is a farce that yeah. he wrote. He decided to write something funny, which became, it became yeah. darker and, and, um, yeah. and deeper. Now, well, I mentioned right at the beginning that uh, I directed you in something, but that yeah. was, that was uh, in the university days. So yeah. I'm older than you, but I came back to direct you in something. But then uh, you, were, you, know, you were interested in being on the stage a bit, I thought, uh, but you also qualified as a barrister. Uh, and then you had to, I suppose, like all actors, you have to wait until something you know, works really well. How long did you th- do you think you had to wait until you sort of broke through? Well, we into- were, you were, I, you, uh, I was still at university when you did the directing, and, yeah. and so I was here um, when I was about sort of 20, I suppose. And then, yeah, I, mean, I, knew, I couldn't see anyone over 33 who was still doing sketches. No. So I, wanted, I, mean, I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to act since I was 13, which, I, you, know, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know why that was. But, it, but um, I, I, I wanted to get, do plays. Yes. And I wanted to do what I'm doing at the moment, really. But um, uh, and I knew that I couldn't do just the comedy stuff, and, the, and I was doing the, the f- reviews and sketches and stuff like that. And but so, did you do other things at university at the time other than Footlights, which is what you were? Well, in? Footlights uh, took up most of the time. Yeah, but you didn't do, you know, the Marlowe's. I'm talking about. Yeah, I did do the Marlowe's. Marlowe's. Oh, yeah, did, right. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So I did. I did a couple of plays, but mostly it was taken up with, yeah. with the other things. Um, I, uh, in fact, my, my, I realised my. Um, 
my legal uh, f future was probably, uh, um, uh, well, resolved in the, uh, when I handed in an essay to my director of studies, who was a suspended man called James Campbell. And, um, and in, it was in the same week that I'd opened in Aladdin at the, uh, <laughs> at the student theatre. Yeah. And, and uh, you were the, playing? Uh, well, I, 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 the, the conversation with James ran, um, uh -oh. and there was my, yeah. my piece of work, you know. Um, and it was a one-to-one, -one, and he said, uh, and he called me by my surname. It was always Bathurst, he said. Mm. He said, Bathurst, he said, uh, this week, he said, I have seen you play The Widow Twanky, <laughs> which I enjoyed. <laughs> and, and he picked it up, he said, I have read your essay. <laughs> and then he said, rather memorably, he said, what the Lord giveth with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I did go on to do the bar finals afterwards because I didn't, I didn't know about drama school. I didn't know how to get into it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I jumped yeah. after that. Yeah. that. But, well, I, you, but I did, I mean, in order to get on, I, I wanted to get away from doing review. I didn't want to carry on doing sketches. I, um, and my agent, uh, I had this agent, um, and they wanted me to be a TV presenter. Oh, and no, so I, so I awful. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. And uh, no, I, I, uh, so you escaped I, being a barrister and a TV presenter. I know. <laughs> the, the, the horrors that you had seen in others. I know, exactly. <laughs> You've led the way there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, but so I auditioned for That's Life with Esther Ransom. Oh, right. And they put me, uh, my agent put me into that, and I, I lied my way through the um, uh, auditions for That's Life, um, mm. telling Esther how much I wanted to do it, and, uh, and then, re then presenting a journalistic yeah. piece and to, to, to doing it all. Yeah. And then, uh, so you did done those conversations with her, and I, and I spoke and to I them. And I went after them. The gas there. board. And, and we, uh, did, uh, we did the final, and, yeah. and they offered it to me. And I said oh. no, because I knew I didn't want I knew I'd, if I took it, I yeah. was never going to do what I'm doing at the moment. It yeah. would always be written down. And so, um, I, um, and so then I took a part in, at the National Theatre holding a spear. Mm. And I, for four months, I wanted to get out of, as I say, I wanted to get out of the student world, so I took yeah. this job holding a spear, and I had one line for four months in St. Joan, yeah. which was, halt who goes there. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and did uh, you do it a different way every night? No, just to show I, 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 I varied halt it. Halt who yeah, goes there. Right, yeah. But oh, I was sort of... Halt who goes there. Yeah, halt yeah, who goes yeah. there. Well, exactly, quite. <laughs> right. you can... You can, you can <laughs> Just to show off your range of skills. Yeah. 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 But I was, just, I was just holding the spear at the back in my chain mail and tights and stuff like mm. that, having turned down that side, thinking I could be opening supermarkets right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, very, and I didn't, I never wanted to do the other things. So. No. So you carried on on stage uh, yeah. doing things. And the, yeah. But I'm, I'm leading to, the, was Cold Feet the big sort of Yeah, I was 40 when I did Cold Feet. I mean, 40? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't look 40 stopped. now, Robert. You're very kind. It? But it, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it was, I thought I was doing okay. I was doing lots of, done, done sitcoms and I'd done, Lots of stagey stuff and, yeah. and things. I just thought I was I was working all right, you know, yeah. doing stuff. And then Kilfeet came along, and of course that was that was different. That had a had a, a huge mainstream yes. thing about it. And um, so yeah, I mean, it was uh, so late arrival in that sense. But it's, a, it's just an example of the chance nature of it. Well, I turned down group. the recall for it. I oh. turned down the audition for yeah. it. Yeah, um, because be because I was you, doing theatre. was coming was, back again. I, well, so. no, I was doing I was doing theatre, and it was the tech run, and I couldn't leave the theatre. If yeah. I'd known that the show, well, that that job would last for twenty two years, <laughs> <laughs> the theatre wouldn't have seen me for dust. Yeah. I tell you, I'd have. Yeah. 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 
Uh, course, yes, which you don't know, but, uh, but, but, but anyway. the success of a, of a TV programme depends on how, so many things, like a film does as well. But if, but if you're not in one of those successes, you can carry on getting no notice at all. For yeah, no, no, sure. no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, there's a very really good line in, in Love, Lost and Chianti about theatre being a, a ramshackle, blindly trundling machine with bits falling off it. It clatters through the generations, more wasteful of lives than a losing army. Yes. And it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... so um, so uh, you know, uh, Cold Feet comes along, yeah. and and does that? Do you then know? All right, well, I now I've got a big enough name and well enough known name that I can I can at least be considered for for an awful lot of parts as they come along. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was it was it was different. I mean it it created a lot of. I mean, it was huge. And what was great about Cold Feet was they never optioned us. We never knew we were going to do another series. No. Every series was, was the last. Mm. And we did four, five series in the back in the day, and then thirteen years off. And every every week in that thirteen years, people were saying, "Is it coming back? Is it coming back?" Yeah. And you you know you think, "No, no, it's of, of its time." And yeah. then it did come back, and we did another four series. Of and that. were you always worried when you got the script for the next one? You know, your part uh, is he always? Yeah. it's a car crash. Or, yeah, no, or, sure. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like that, that yeah. Tony Hancock yeah. episode yeah. when yeah. he finds he's been written out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, no. Actually, the Kilfeet scripts was it was interesting because when they used to flop through the letterbox in those days, and uh, I used to just read them, and yeah. Yeah, if they were, I mean, sometimes you think your fingers tingle. It was mm. just really exciting yes. when, you, when you think, oh, well, I've got to, I'm looking yeah. forward to doing this. Or you're flicking through and saying, Where, where's, where's yes, he coming? Oh, oh, he goes out again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He, no, he goes on holiday to Mallorca. Yes. <laughs> when's he coming back? For God's sake. <laughs> yeah, Have you been all... written out like in, in things before, dying as early? I've, on? Been, I've been killed in the first episodes of Red Dwarf and Hornblower. Oh, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, well, I, got, I got blown up. A good thing I got there. turned into a pile of sherbet in the first episode. <laughs> first episode of Red Dwarf. Yes. Uh, and uh, they did ask me back. I was in Manchester doing Cold Feet, and they asked me back to, to resurrect the character for, for an episode. And I'd love to have done that, but I, mean, yeah. I couldn't. And uh, yeah, Hornblower got blown up. And oh, uh, and yes. uh, and I handed and actually it was just before I, we started the first series of Cold Feet, so I was sort of lying, I was lying, uh, doing uh, and uh, so Yoan Griffiths was sort of over there, and I, yeah. it was a sort of you know you you go ahead and do Hornblower, I'll go off and do Cold Feet. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, so um, well, yeah, it's never done Sean Bean any harm. He often dies in things, doesn't he? He but does. He, yeah. But he comes back on again. I have, to, but I mean, I think I think people, the actors, are divided between those who hit and those who get hit. Yes. And uh, I had a little thing on my website. I had that website was disappeared somewhere. But I mean, it's um, and it was a th- it was a thing called greatest hits yeah. of me being punched and kicked and killed <laughs> and blown up in, in various things over yes. the years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get hurt doing that if they accidentally hit you? Well, uh, Sean Pertwee bloody nearly Sean Pertwee. split my <laughs> split my brow in in cold feet. We had a fight in a, in a flat in Sydney when we did, we did an episode in Sydney. Yeah. And uh, he gave me a, a, a headbutt. Yes. And and he claimed it was meant, but I could feel his eyebrow kiss mine, and it was just. Uh, and he yeah. said it was skill on his part. My buddy wasn't <laughs> telling. Yeah. Well, rather Sean Pertwee than Sean Bean hitting you, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, jolly got to come with what that. Well, that was poetry. That we was, still yeah, doing. That was, I don't know how we got that, to you being hit in poetry, yeah. but so your sixth wonder is jump racing, yeah. which is a, another slight surprise. I didn't, I didn't know you had an interest in... I assume this is horse racing over jumps. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah the, as opposed to on the flat. Yes, yeah. yes, OK. Yeah. No, I understand that. But... Uh, <laughs> as in jump racing. Yes, jump racing. OK, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I, uh, I came to this uh, through the writing, actually. I came through it through language, again. Uh, Alistair Down in the Racing Post... 
Um, and I, and I, I love, I love the, the, the double speak that, uh, that all trainers and, and jockeys employ, yeah. which, uh, and, and the subtext of everything they say is, it wasn't my fault. Yes. And, and, uh, and I love the smell of horses. I've always loved the smell of horses. Um, I can never ride one, but, I, but uh, I, like, I like being around them. And I love the sport because it's, it's not scientific. The, um, you can't really judge who's going to win. Chance plays a major part. And I like the, love the sport as well because it's pure sport in the sense that if you're a champion in that sport, you've got to reckon on losing 80% of the time. And try telling that to Alex Ferguson. Yes. You know? yeah. and, and so if you've, you've lo- you, have to, you have to be really good at losing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're able to, to ride with the, with the disappointment. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's, um, it's, 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 just, it's thrilling. I, re- I directed a film about uh, jockeys last year oh, right. um, called The Fall. Uh, which I which we co-wrote with um, with a, with an ex-jockey called Nathan Horace. Two jockeys committed suicide about a couple of years ago, and James Banks and and Liam Treadwell. And um, he wanted to write something about the particular pressure that jockeys are are, yeah. are under, um, being the most exposed of all athletes. Really, in some ways, they don't have a support group. They've left school at fifteen. They're working their way through a yard. They're disposable, yeah. easily sacked. They travel around a lot as well, and they travel they? sixty thousand miles a year, yeah. often in despair, having had a bad day in, and injured, and always lose trying to lose weight. And also now with the social media pylon coming at them yeah. as, as, as they go. So the film was about that. Um, it was just a, little, just a short drama. All right. um, but uh, no, I, 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 I would happily all winter go to uh, national hunt racing every day. I just, I love really? it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not just you're not just going to your local bookies and putting on. No. it's not just the betting. It's the betting doesn't interest me that much. I like being right. Everybody likes being right, but yeah. I don't. I don't need to be right for and, and put twenty. You know, try a fiver on and be just as happy and, and putting a fifty yeah. on. Yeah, and no, I, I, I just, yeah. I just adore it. I see some people. Not, I don't see anybody here thinking this, but I think, well, but isn't jump racing a bit, you know, harsh on the? Yeah, on the it's an argument. There's a lot it's, of. Yeah. Fall over a bit and break yeah, their legs. Yeah, and in all they have sport, to be put yeah, down. Yeah, and yeah. the jockeys get injured, as you said as well. Yeah, but they're, yeah. in a sense, volunteers. Yeah, you can argue that. Yeah. You can argue that. And um, yeah, they're bred to. Yeah, they're bred to jump, and it is. It's dangerous and it's brutal. Um, do you think times. the horses enjoy it? Do you think? Well, well, when a horse, uh, when it, when the horse ships their jockey, they run around. They're pack animals. Yeah. They run around with all yeah. the other animals jumping over the over the jumps as well. I always yeah. ask people in horse racing, do the horses know they're in a race? Or they do. They, they, no, no, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever been pony trekking, sometimes there's always yeah. a horse that has to be in the lead. Yes. You know, there's always one that yeah. does bloody hell. You won't, won't, won't be worsted, and will always. Go, yeah. I always get the one that's that wants to eat the whole. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just tagging, tagging up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That comes later, mate. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> at work now. Okay. Well, they, they, they generally don't do racing. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, yeah. they've been found wanting. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you're directing jockeys because you're quite a tall person. You, mu- yeah. you must have been sort of looking I down on them. I wasn't directing jockeys. So it was really good. We had a, um, Daniel Thrace played the jockey. He's not a, a rider, no. but he looks like one. And he has that sort of gimlet eyed, that far away, that th- thousand yard stare that jockeys have. Yeah. And, um, and, and the, the, what we did, actually, we, we asked at Racecourse, gave us the weighing room to, to film in for a couple of scenes right and um, and a lot of jockeys who knew the guys who died came in and just were our extras and it was uh, an unspoken really sort of very moving thing for them to do all oh, right and uh so um yeah and uh, the, so uh, yeah i mean daniel and, uh, and chloe wade was, was the other actor in it right well that's a very good uh, wonder if i may say so because you've you've kind of acted on it you have you have gone forward with your wonder and, yeah, and done maybe, something yeah, about it to, yeah, to yeah. not just oh, we come to your last wonder though which is yeah. another surprise uh, yeah. I think I, I don't I didn't think I'd have anyone putting this wonder yeah. on them and, and there have been surprisingly few overlaps yeah. but seven is prisons 
Yes. Now, why on earth <laughs> would you regard prisons as a wonder of the world? Of all the things in the world, yeah. all the nice things, the pleasant yeah. things, the inspiring things, yeah. a place where people have be, are locked up in yeah. miserable conditions for having done, or sometimes not even having done, some dreadful thing. Yeah. Why do you think wonders? Yeah. Why do you think prisons are a wonder of the world? Yeah. Well, the, the current prison system is, is about 200 years old, and the wonder is how we could have fucked it up. <laughs> I mean, how can we have a system which has a 50% um, reoffending rate? Mm. I mean, we spend 40000 a year on a, on a prisoner in, in there, and it's, it's costing us a lot. Surely, surely we can find a system that actually works. Yes. And okay, yeah, you've got to keep people out and you've got to keep people safe and away from society and, and, and give, have some sort of level of punishment. I don't, understand, I don't know what the Norwegian system is or the Dutch system. I gather the Dutch system is you are sentenced to three years in prison. When can you make it? I'm not quite sure if that's true <laughs> or not. But, uh, uh, but uh, we have a system which does not work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got friends who, who do... Um, uh, they, they, they battle very hard to, to try and try and they go into prisons and, and uh, one does a, uh, an outfit called Liberty Choir and the Liberty Choir and they get they get they get some support from the Home Office and the, and the, and the prisoners but not really, I mean yeah, they do they do I, I, they'd, be, they'd be they'd be upset to hear that but they, they do and they and they go in and they do in the, in the, they take prisoners in the last few years of their sentence and they and 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 you know, outsiders come in and they sing with them. Mm. And uh, and and they um, and then they get attached. Then they get uh, they get links with community choirs. You know, the whole thing is just to try to try and mm. try and make prisons sort of work. Try and get people out and 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 actually get them operating. There's another outfit called um, Fine Cell Work. Right. We do embroidery. Um, oh yes, yeah. yeah. And they're just, they're just brilliant. I mean, yeah. they 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 and they both. Um, I checked today actually with the people who who do that. And uh, independently, I said, how many of your um, uh, sort of graduates, as it were, sort of people yeah. who come through your system. Uh, how many of them are statistically likely to reoffend? And it's yeah. a very difficult thing to assess. But um, and and of the studies that have been done on both fine cell work and Liberty Choir, it's about two percent yes. uh, of reoffending in, oh, right. in the in the two years. So people have been through their system, well, and good, and yeah. so it's an indication that there is a possibility of finding something. I, mean, I went round when I was a law student. I went round Wormwood Scrubs yes. uh, with my landlady, who was uh, had visit prison. She had access all areas yeah. and you know I stood next to Ian Brady and she was she was trying to tell him how she how he wasn't allowed to have certain books on S&M that he was ordering and stuff like that yeah and uh, and he was in the hospital wing and uh, because he couldn't be he had to be um, kept away from everybody else yes um and uh, and I just sort of I got an atmosphere of well, in the lifers wing and 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 you maybe people are in for five ten fifteen twenty years but you realize that the that the prison officers that they're, they're, they're in that atmosphere for their entire career yeah you know and no wonder you know wonder the atmosphere things get uh, get get skewed mm. and so uh, yeah the, no the wonder is how could we have mucked it up well, that's an interesting use of the word wonder, but that's... Uh, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, wondering, that's, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, why is it? Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, there's an alternative system. We could go back to, in the old days, people weren't sent to prison. They were kept in, in a cell for a while, yeah. then brought in front of the judge, yeah. and they were either then executed yeah. Yeah. or they were let go because it turned yeah. out it was all right. But well, you, you've probably sent a few people to prison, haven't you? I haven't, I've never been a judge, but... Uh, no, but, okay. you, but as yeah. a barrister, haven't you? Haven't you, uh, have you uh, well, I, I, I've... I've did do a lot of crime and uh, prosecuted and defended. Yeah. Uh, but as chance would have it, everybody I defended was innocent. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
and every and I well I, I've I've and I visited prisons uh, obviously to yes. go and to do I tried to avoid it because I didn't like uh, having conferences with clients because it sometimes muddied the water of how the defence is going to develop. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, well, they're hideous. They're hideous. And they remember their lines. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they they say what they have to say, but the um, they they are unpleasant places, especially yeah. the sort of the ones you tend to go to if you're going to see a, a, a trial coming up. So you yeah. mentioned Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah. These are these are all London prisons. Holloway, which is closed now, was a, a yeah. women's prison, was particularly unpleasant. Yes. And Pentonville, yes. which is uh, possibly even worse, but yes. they, they were going to close, but uh, yeah. it was a cost-cutting exercise. They're keeping it open still. Uh, ones, but they're all some of the open prisons. Uh, well, Ford and places like that. Yeah, they're a bit better. They're yeah. a bit. Yeah. They're vaguely of this century. Whereas, as yeah. you say, some of these prisons were built for a cell for you know one one man usually who's come from rather rough conditions yeah. in the Victorian yeah. age could just about cope with that cell. Yeah. Now people are used to rather better conditions outside of the prison, yes. and there may be three of them in the cell, yes. so it's got considerably worse. So it's either going back to executing them or sending them to Australia or well, something. No, no, which no, was sure, the, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, you've got to you've got to do something and. Uh, Crime, you're not being too lily livered about it, but I mean, it's sort of. Uh, but what you learn in prison and what you, what you, yeah. what you, how, what you come out with. Um, why are we spending all that money do, doing this when we yeah. we've got to, got to find something some other way? Part of the problem is that there's a certain amount of money being spent, and if somebody says, "Well, let's spend some more money," yeah, half the people say. Oh, why are you spending money on prisoners when there's hospitals? Well, really and the other half say, yeah. don't build, put more money because you'll just yeah. expand the prison. You'll start sending more people yeah. to prison. So you can have completely opposite no, points are. of view and keep things the way they are. They are the sump of society, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, but just, to, just to say, you know, yes. get on with it. Well, there's another charity you might be interested in. I think it's called Kestrel, uh, which uh, encourages or puts on plays with uh, prisoners. And yeah. I've, I've met some of them because I've done a couple of events with, they come on to yeah. sort of, not perform, but sort of talk to yeah. the people that are being money is being extracted yeah. from legally, you know, to yeah. fundraising. And uh, yeah. the the great thing about that is, I said, well, just just tell me what they've all done. Yeah. These versions. and I said, well, yeah, but you don't, mustn't mention it. You don't want to yeah. say no. to the crowd at yes. any point. You know, this guy did, you know, swapped yeah. a tax sticks round, and this yeah. one killed somebody. Just everyone has to be just, uh, you know kept okay, you know, yeah. to the same well, level. My landlady who took me to Wormer Scrubs, then we, we, we went back to the Scrubs and saw who'd done it. Yes. Uh, done by the prisoners. Yeah. And I'm not saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, but it was, uh, that was the third night. But the second night, yeah. the second night had been cancelled because of a siege in B-Wing. <laughs> But this is a very interesting landlady you have that take you yeah, to, she was to great. Yeah, 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 prison. Yeah. Okay, look, uh, Robert, it's been great to, to see you again yeah, you. and um, to hear a little bit about your play, but also a lot more about your, your interests and life. I think I've got to know you better over this hour than I have over the last 40 <laughs> years, but that probably says something about me uh, rather than, uh, than uh, anything else. Robert Bathurst, thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me. I now have to choose the wonder of wonders from your list of seven, the one which struck me as particularly wonderful as you described it in this podcast. And this is quite uh, difficult, actually. Um, I'm not sure I'm quite brave enough to make uh, prisons uh, the wonder of wonders. Uh, I was impressed by what you said about half man, half biscuit, but I think I better wait until I've actually uh, listened to uh, a bit more of... Uh, um I think uh, it's hard to beat the kindness of strangers as a wonder of the world. You can either say, yeah, it is a wonder because it never happens, or yes, it is a wonderful thing, uh, and what a good thing to be selected. So thank you very much. Can we give a round of applause to Robert Bathhouse? If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening.
My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.